As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If you didn't have a machine to help you move the snow, you probably found it a bit... Tiring. A snow day turned into a work day for Carter Trizzolo. I really wish I was in school right now. Trizzolo was clearing snow around not just his house, but also doing it... For my neighbors, friends, probably people I even don't know. (sighs) Good morning, sweet world! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Monday, January 24th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tassie? We got our top shot, hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey yo. hey And finally, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. No Lily today, unfortunately. Hopefully have him back in the Classic Factory later this week. Shout out to the stream team, though, joining us live here on a Monday right on YouTube. Take a second, subscribe, like, comment, share that show. Email in your NBA questions all week long to nodunks at theathletic.com and follow us across all the social media platforms. I'm talking Twitter. I'm talking Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is still around. Mm. (laughs) Uh, And TikTok, that's a big one for us. We had a Trey dropping a cool little uh, tip, like a little phone hack for y'all out there. So that's available. Running low on tips, though. Oh, is that the only one we had? Well, we've got two tips up (laughs) there right now. We've got the legendary keep your music going while recording a video. (laughs) And of course, uh, the groundbreaking say Lumos to Siri and I'll turn your phone into a flashlight. What else is there? I don't know. I'm going to Google it. it. I'm going to Google iPhone tips. Just so I can have something for the intro. We're just going to start stealing tips and putting (laughs) them on our TikTok. Oh, these are not my tips. I'm just uh, distributing the tips. I'm dishing the tips. I'm the skeets of the tips right now. You want a tip? Here's a tip. All right. Well, that's no dunks on TikTok. Go seek that out. Uh, All right. Well, it's Monday. We do our winners and losers of the NBA weekend. But first, we got to do a good 10 minutes on the Bills-Chiefs game, right? What a game. What are these overtime rules? Come on. <laughs> oh, you want to change them? Everybody wants to change them. <laughs> you don't, you don't give Josh Allen a shot. <laughs> Come on. That is a ridiculous rule. He's got to get better at calling the, the coin flip. Well, <laughs> Choked when the biggest moment came, came the, time. The coin ask. flip? Yeah. Tails never Should've fails? the other one. Come on. Yeah, give him a tip. Heads always wins. That tails never fails line, <laughs> bullpucky. Right, right. Uh, that stunk. But they gave him 13 seconds, and Mahomes was able to march. Maybe they should have short kicked it. A little squibble kick. Wow, well, that's There's what a they tip. were saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get that ball on the ground. Oh, that was wild. That was wild. I mean, there was 25 points scored in the final. What was less than two minutes of the game? Crazy that's insane. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole weekend was pretty entertaining for football. The week before, sucked. Sucked. NFL really bounced back, though, this weekend. <laughs> what a bounce back weekend for the NFL. Here's a tip. Drop the wild cards, yeah, NFL. Yeah. We don't need seven yeah. seeds. They ruin it for everybody. When it's all good teams, it's all classic games. Yeah, it's like having a play-in tournament. Why would you include seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten? I mean, there's just too, there, that's exactly what's happening. There's too many squads on, on wild card week. And then when it gets to the divisional games... 
Primo content. Oh my god. Primo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the overtime rules? Honestly, like there is a big uproar to like, come on, this it is a little weird that it's decided this way, but then people push back, hey, just get a stop. The defense gets a stop. That's, That's a huge tip it. right there. Literally, <laughs> literally stop yeah. the Chiefs from scoring with 13 seconds left and you're going to the conference championship game. It is a bummer though to see two quarterbacks completely on fire. But you only get to watch the set, yeah. one of them yeah. in overtime. Yeah. People only complain, though, because it's the playoffs. I heard uh, on The Athletic Football Show, subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash nodunks. You can listen to this incredible podcast, Robert Mays and Nate Tice. No ads. Great stuff. Great content. Nate mentioned nobody cares in week 12. They're like, good, let's get this game over with. Sure. Yeah. We can go to the next weekend. But in, in the in the postseason, you want to see you want to see the best out there. Yeah. yeah. Those no. guys out there slinging the hog skin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slinging the hog skin. Yeah. I've never heard it said that way. Do they say that on this no, podcast? No, oh. no, no. Nobody says it that wow. way. Uh, slinging the hog I kept skin. Dropping, uh, football. I kept dropping. I kept dropping slinging the pig skin into, into group chats this weekend. Yeah, that makes Sounds sense. Great. Uh, but I don't know. Hog is just a, a funny, funny word. Just these guys whipping out their hog skins, slanging it all over the field. <laughs> Howitzer arms. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave the uh, football talk to the football podcast on the Athletic Network. Let's get to the basketball talk. We're actually going to start with losers on today's show because there is a big one that we made the thumbnail and we made the title of the podcast and we got to start with, Trey. Um, it is Grayson Allen. And, uh, you know, the hard foul on Caruso and the fallout from that. Spoiler alert. Well, loser of the weekend is Grayson Allen. Come on, loser. Everybody saw it. Friday night, uh, third quarter, Alex Caruso out on the fast break. He elevates from the left wing, going up for a dunk, maybe going up for a layup. And Grayson Allen comes zooming across the lane, goes up top, meets Caruso near the rim, Gets him pretty hard with one arm, and then the second arm comes and kind of throws Caruso for a dosey do. Caruso, hard fall. This ended up being a flagrant two on Grayson Allen. Caruso stayed in the game, ended mm-hmm. up playing right. quite a bit, guarding Giannis with what turned out to be a broken wrist. The next day, the Bulls found out he's oh. going to be missing six to eight weeks with a broken right wrist, kind of similar to what happened to Patrick Williams earlier in the year. News came down from the league that, J- that uh, Grayson Allen would be suspended for one game. And honestly, my take on this is exactly the same as Alex Caruso's. Kind of bullshit. Kind of. That's but it's kind not of kind bullshit. of. It's real bullshit. I think take it real to another bullshit. level. That's just straight bullpucky. It is. It is, unfortunately. What do you think? Should have been suspended more? Yeah. I think really? so. Yes. Yes, I think so. I, I th- you know when you're coming at a different angle. That's a cross body angle because he's, you know, running you know, figuratively sort of like from the sideline while Caruso's going up to the hoop, you know if you make contact, that he's being slung to the ground, no matter what, right? Physics. Physics. It's it's like he is going down hard, and then no ball play happened whatsoever, especially from one angle. I think he was maybe thinking he could get a a piece of the ball to give him a little bit of credit, but what ended up happening is all arm. All arm. So you know if you're coming from that angle that he is getting thrown to the ground, and that's going to be... That's going to be a very violent collision with the ground for so him. And what, then he you doubled think he down. should have been suspended what? And two, then he, three he games? doubled down with that second arm as well. The second like, arm is bad. He, he said, all right, I'll just go for it here now. And, and, and right. he threw him to the ground. And yeah, it's, yeah, obviously it looks bad. And the injury should um, escalate it a little bit, even though, you know. It's a hard thing to really assess because the guy played the rest of the game. Weird. Uh, right. And, and, and then now he's out for six to eight weeks. So should that factor in? Should, obviously, the reputation of Grayson Allen factor in? Kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think so. And the, and the uproar that happened around the league was because of his reputation. Yeah, and, and people talking about LeBron's hit on Isaiah Stewart only got one game. A big difference between all of them is that there was some remorse with all the rest of these guys. They all said, LeBron said immediately, like when kind of went to Isaiah Stewart and was uh, a little bit shocked. Kelly Oubre, he uh, he tossed, who did he toss? DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter to the ground on Sunday, which was also a violent collision. And got tossed. He got tossed and he showed some remorse. He went up to him. Grayson Allen didn't show any remorse, but when he was ejected, he smiled he gave that little Grayson Allen smile, and people did not like that, and that's understandable. Yes, I think he should get more than LeBron's one game. He should get three, I think. You agree with this, Trey? 
I I don't know. One game seems in line to me yeah. with the yes. way suspensions have gone down. Like Jokic has only got only got one game for his hit on Morris, and Morris hasn't even come back to play yet. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, he probably should have gotten more than one game, especially considering he has a little bit of a track record as well. So I think one game makes sense just because one game is kind of what happens in the league right now. I know a lot of Bulls fans are saying he should get six to eight weeks <laughs> to equal Alex, Alex Caruso. That's also nonsense. But yeah. um, I think the fact that there's any suspension at all is the whole point of anything, right? They're, the league is trying to send a message saying, hey, stop this kind of stuff, Grayson Allen in particular, also anybody in the league, if you're hitting up top like that, you might get suspended. We'll see what happens with Kelly Oubre, because that was almost the exact same hit. It's very similar. The second arm. The second arm is the major problem yeah, here with yeah. the Grayson Allen thing. He kind of swings him around, and that's when Caruso really loses control of his body up in the air. And then, like Tess is saying, and the Bulls mentioned afterwards, nobody checked on Caruso afterwards. Like, Grayson Allen was just standing there and seeing what happens. He did have the Grayson grin a little bit later. I think, yeah, I don't know. He just seems to be a little bit of a snide fellow, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. But well, this is the one other part game of it. makes Everybody sense fucking for what Grayson it is. Allen. Nobody likes him. I mean, right. I'm not even sure Bucks fans like him all that much. So that's a, that is a part of the equation here. And you had, like, Billy Donovan I mean, after this was like going to town on him. Like he said, he could have ended his career. He has a history of this. You know, there's some truth to that, especially when it comes to tripping and stuff like that. No doubt. And fine, take that into uh, equation. And that he said it was really dangerous. And I agree with all of that. I think one one game is totally fair. I guess you want to call it that. Uh, it makes sense. The NBA they do have a problem with assessing some of these plays sometimes. Like it, it it's all it feels sometimes a little all over the map. I'm fascinated to see what happens with Ubre. My guess is he doesn't get a game Probably suspension not. because Hunter, you know, is not going to be out six to eight weeks. Ubre showed remorse, and he. I think and, that like, one these was are a... plays on the ball. I'm sorry, he's making like I don't think Grayson Allen was going in with the intent that I'm going to try and take this guy over six to eight weeks. Reckless, foul reckless, him for hard sure. foul. Yeah, sure, but they don't want to remove that from the game either. They, you got to let the defense try and prevent the guy. It's just unfortunate the guy falls on his wrist sometimes. Sucks. I think Ubre was a little bit more front facing he was a little bit more in front of deandre hunter's face this one was a little bit more of a perpendicular kind of like coming over coming from the side and you know when you're missing the ball like like crusoe's flying into the rim and you know when you're going to miss the ball that yeah it's going to be violent a violent impact and so when he got arm and then doubled down with that second arm I mean, I, I, it is different in a couple ways yeah. uh, from, I think, the Kelly Oubre the hit. second arm swipe oh. is really brutal. Yes, yes. But I think I get. getting tossed from the game and then getting a game suspension is is I, right. I, 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 mean, get, I get I get that. I get that. It, it just it, – and not because I'm a Bulls backer by any means, but the six to eight weeks uh, for Caruso, yeah, it's it's – it's obviously extremely bitter, and and yeah. and, and I, I think Billy Donovan nailed it on the head when he went a little nutty after the game, calling it yeah uh, an extremely dirty play. Happened to the Bulls earlier this season when Patrick Williams also got hit. Billy Donovan was very calm, cool, and collected after the game. Right, and and I don't think it was necessarily because it, it wasn't Grayson Allen who hit Patrick Williams. I, I think it was just a different type of collision where it was a guy coming from the side, and so. Patrick Williams, same thing happened. They didn't know that he was going to be injured immediately. And then another wrist injury for them, which was diagnosed a couple days later. So very similar for Billy Donovan. And in this case, yeah, I think a little bit of a dirtier hit. That's frankly it. Yes. So I I agree with Trey. It's like, yeah, yeah, implemented a game. And that's probably enough by league standards. League just doesn't give huge suspensions and the Jokic one I mean that one was different because it was precipitated by Morris hitting him first and so that was a little bit different Mm -hmm. yeah one game it just they don't give a lot of big (laughs) big suspensions in the NBA anymore but you brought up the Oubre one on Hunter there was another one even this weekend it was Talon Horton Tucker you know a hard foul if you know we can definitely call it that on uh, Jalen Suggs and LeBron like there was a tiny little push in the air he goes down hard you know he's okay he's going to continue playing he's not going to miss this six to eight weeks but this is what it does become it's difficult I, I think in terms of like well, which, why is that one worth a game, or why is that one worth a flagrant two, and this one's not? I mean, they're generally plays on the ball, and they and these guys are obviously super athletic, and things go wrong in the air. But I 100% agree with the second follow-through and the fact that it's Grayson Allen, and we've seen clips already from, like, what, a month and a half ago where he sort of tried the old little trip on, I think mm-hmm. it was Derrick Rose going by him, didn't get him. We know he's done this before in college, so that... 
is taken into consideration, and I think the league did here a little bit with the one game. Oh, 100% they did, and definitely they are considering the injury afterwards as well for Caruso and how long it's going to keep him out. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just a, it sucks. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, don't hit a guy when they're jumping in the air. <laughs> it goes for every single basketball player out there. Right. But... I, okay, but I just push back on that. So what? Don't ever jump if the other guy's jumping. Like, don't try and block him or do you think Grayson Allen is going to block a Caruso dunk from oh, behind? No, I, no. I, I don't want to defend Grayson Allen. I don't want this to turn into a Stockton Lillard thing here. Uh, so I, I hear you, but the defense is trying to prevent a basket. Is what's happening in all of these. These guys are just trying. There's to, ways to, to do stop it, it that don't injure players, and yeah. it happens in almost every game. Grayson Allen just wasn't... I'm convinced he, you can't play You can't play professional sports and nobody gets never gets injured. Sure, okay. That's yeah, not was, what we're saying. Well, I'm, Jeff Jeff Van Gundy was calling it a dirty hit. Yeah. yeah I, I, he just wasn't in front. <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. It, he wasn't I'm just saying it's always going to happen. It's never not yeah. going to be taken out, whether they gave him a 10-game suspension or a 20-game suspension. I it's think, just not. Yeah, I think Kelly Oubre may have been, going back to the, the Hornets-Hawks uh, one, if you didn't see it, yeah, DeAndre Hunter goes up for a big jam, and Kelly Oubre maybe could have got a piece of the ball if he was up higher, and maybe because DeAndre Hunter hasn't played much in his first two years, Kelly Oubre didn't know that DeAndre Hunter could jump that high, and he got all forearm, and he went down. Uh, in this instance, I don't think there was a chance that Grayson Allen was going to touch the ball, really, especially because of the angle, again, because he's coming from the side. It's a flyby. It's a, coming from the sideline. Like, you can put your hands up, and then that's it. I mean, when you get arm, and, and then you go in for a second arm, it, it's horrible, really. I mean, I, it's like the first arm should have got a game, and then that second arm should have got two games as well. I mean, that, 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 <laughs> should they have also gotten a game uh, for their tweet the, the oh, following yeah. day with yeah. the Grayson Allen? Uh, the, the guts, donut? the guts that the Bucks have uh, to come out and and put Grayson Allen on the promo for the game on Saturday night, the, obviously the night after. Yeah, and then they they pulled it down. Yeah, it took him a while to pull it down, but Grayson Allen, yeah. You know, in, in the promo shot, rolling the ball around with a tiny bit of a smirk. <laughs> he's uh, always smirking. He's always smirking. And then they pulled it down. And he didn't play that night because of a hip injury and then the suspension, which is going to be served uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, I did not like that. But if you're a Bulls fan, this is this is what I think you should take from it. DeMar DeRozan said, you learn a lot when you hit adversity with people. We had some adversity the last couple of weeks. We're dealing with injuries, losses here and there. But it seems like it just continues to bring us closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And we want to compete for one another. So this is rough. It's rough. Two months without Caruso and Lonzo Ball. But an embarrassment of riches at the guard spot now. You got DeMar. <laughs> no. Levine's no. coming back. <laughs> Two of them are hurt. <laughs> Two of them are hurt. Hey, yeah. Levine coming back big. Yeah. yeah. Be like the Levine Cavs. coming back early. Like He's like, yeah. I got to go fly to Oklahoma yeah. City so we don't lose to the Thunder. Mm. That was a little worrying to me. Honestly, I'm scared for the Bulls right now. The defense is going to slide. Vooch got destroyed yesterday. Uh, against the magic, against bad. the magic, it was boiled vooch, no doubt. <laughs> the guy needs to be good on offense because he's giving you absolutely nothing on defense. And it was what four for nineteen. He led the game in turnovers. He got mad at one point, which is like exciting to see Vucevic showing a little bit of emotion out there. But there's no point of attack defense for the Bulls, so it's like, hey, here's a runway to go at Vooch. He doesn't yeah. challenge shots at the rim, and he can't move his feet. Other than that, he's great <laughs> defensively. He can get an, a rebound maybe, but. It's going to be bad news until uh, until these guards come back. And Levine will help. Javante Green will help. They forced turnovers. But the reason the Bulls were any good on defense was because they had two guards right. who were huge who could pressure the ball. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yeah. Great, great point. And uh, Wendell Carter, if this was a bigger name, um, maybe it would be making more of a story. But Wendell Carter traded from the Bulls to the Magic for Vooch, was giving it to Vooch last night. Right, right. Revenge just, game. Uh, yeah, Vooch was just backpedaling and backpedaling and retreating and retreating and retreating to Wendell Carter and his goggles. Uh, he just was not putting that body to good use. Yeah. That was strange. Well, let's hear from everybody out there uh, in the stream team and maybe listening to the podcast or watching the show a little bit later. You can drop your uh, thoughts in the YouTube comments. When it comes to the Grayson Allen hit, you agree with some of these three. guys? It's got to be three. You think he deserves more than the one-game suspension? You think the league got it right? Uh, you know, How do you prevent this from uh, ever happening? Is that even possible? Let's hear from you. All right, let's keep it going. Tass, who else do you have on the loser of the NBA weekend list? I got the Portland Trailblazers, which is a what? weird one. Yeah, they won two games this weekend. How are they a loser, <laughs> What are you Tess? talking about? <laughs> what are you reaching for? I-, I think they're caught in the middle. I don't think they know which direction they should go mm. at, the all- or at the trade deadline. 
Is it blow it up or is it try and win basketball games? Uh, especially because who knows when their best player comes back. Damian Lillard just had surgery on his abdomen and he is going to take his time. He's looking out for number one here and it could be a long time before he comes back. And at Q&A this weekend, uh, he said, it's bothered me forever. It's bothered me since 2015. And uh, I could have had it in the offseason, actually, and Blazers fans might be a little angry with this, but uh, he said, he said, quote, uh, I had money down on my wedding and my honeymoon. Sounds like one of us. <laughs> I didn't want to lose my deposit. And so, uh, but, but, but listen, he, he's looking out for himself, and that's totally fine. After the Olympics this summer, he went on the, the honeymoon and the wedding, and then he came and played this year, and he just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And so he's had surgery. He's going to be evaluated in like five to seven weeks. So he could come back in March. And if getting back to football, another guy had, I don't even know his name, the Packers uh, wideout Cobb, I think his last name. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. He had the same abdomen surgery, came back in like six weeks. But Damian Lillard said he's hurting. He knows. He knows. He's been talking to to his people. So I I know Dame might be coming back in March or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the Blazers, again, talking talking about football, they could be in this play in tournament 8, 9, 10. Uh, But he said, I'm not coming back to play for a draft pick. And, and so he, he doesn't want to tank. And so the Blazers front office m- must be sitting there thinking, hmm. what, what do we do? Right. Do we tread water here with this team, bring back the same team, mostly with Damian Lillard next year, who's going to be 32 years of age next year, along with C.J. McCollum? Uh, or uh, do, we, do we capitalize on what we got right now? Maybe there's some hope here with what Anthony Simons is doing and trade McCollum and or Lillard. Uh, I think I I would love to see and Nurkic of course too. yes yes yeah. uh, and and this is a front office that is a, an entirely new front office uh, because Neil O'Shea was just fired so this is just a tough tough spot for them I don't think they I know they know which way to go I think they want to appease Damian Lillard and and that's the other part you kind of want to keep your stars you don't want to get younger Dame Dame said I'm not playing for a draft pick. I'm doing this right now. I'm getting better right now so I can have four to five great years. So it, that combined with his kind of trade request in the offseason just makes me believe that maybe this is going to be a, a parting of ways and maybe I, the Blazers would be smart to just cut it right now. Mm. It's hard to rebuild after having uh, a really good team. But the way you do it is trade some guys and trade your best players, and I think this might be the time. And for all us... Uh, English word nerds. Simmons and Simons would be great. Get Ben Simmons with Anferty <laughs> Simons. Simmons, Simons, backcourt. Love the language there. There's a Grammarly ad coming later in the show. Simmons and Simons, right there, right here, right now. Do it. I think, I think him and Anferty Simons obviously works really well together. Uh, it's like people are asking for Trey Young and, and uh, Ben Simmons right. together, the offense and defense. I think they just have to cut bait at some point. The McCollum Lillard thing is done, and it's just, it's a tough spot. I think they're going to hold on these next two and a half weeks to what they got going, which is two wins in a row, which is a 10th seeded team in the West. It ain't that good. And uh, it's it doesn't bode well for Dame's future, I, I don't think. I don't think he's going to be extremely happy coming back with the same team. I think eventually they're going to have to trade somebody. Somebody from that backcourt. What do you think? Tess is saying them winning two games this weekend has actually made them losers because they're in this weird spot where, like, what the hell do you actually do? And, uh, you know, you're, if, you, if you had thought about tanking, you're doing a poor job of it. But what do you think, Trey? I don't think six, game, six wins in eight games would be enough for me to abandon whatever plans I have, whether that be try and go for the play-in tournament, which they might do accidentally as well, right. or if, you know, if the Simmons trade comes down and they do decide they want McCollum and Nurkic, like, that's fine. Go for it. I, I You know, uh, Anthony Simons has been balling in January, 25 points per game. Now's probably the perfect time to trade him. Like His value will likely never be higher right now. He's a young guy you could throw into a trade with McCollum who has a way bigger contract a little further in in his career. Now if you're the Sixers, you're like, well, there's two decent guards that could be handling the ball for me. Maybe that's interesting, but... I don't know. It kind of feels like nobody wants the 10th seed in the Western Conference, so somebody's going to have to get it. Maybe the Blazers trade all their guys and still keep winning these games and figure out a way to get in there, get that play-in money, get one game of Damian Lillard. Who knows what happens Uh, in a one-game series? He hits enough. Suddenly you're in the playoffs making more money. Uh, But I don't think that Lillard is going to be traded. But everybody else should still be on the block. I'm going to go to the Washington Wizards for a loser of the weekend. Um, they lost two home games 
uh, over the last couple days to teams they're battling in the standings. On Friday, the Raptors uh, hung on after they blew a huge 18-point uh, uh, lead, but they held on to get the victory, 109-105. And then on Sunday, Jason Tatum, and I know we'll get to him when we get to our winners, he scored 51 uh, to help the Celtics just crush Washington, 116-87. to Remember when the Wizards were 10-3? and three? I remember. Man, we were very excited, and, and they're, they're, the depth of that team was like, proving to get them a lot of victories and stuff like that. And that was with Beal, you know, not playing well to start with, and he sort of continued to struggle a little bit. But they're 13-21 and 21 since. And, you know, you talk about the Blazers being sort of like, what are we doing here? Are we are we running this back? Are we not? Do we look to move like a Lillard or at least a McCollum? Um, I think the Wizards are in the same boat here with Bradley Beal. And at least this season, he's sure not looking like a, a Supermax type of guy. Like a 1A get on my back and I can win a playoff series. I'm sorry, he just I just don't think he's going to be that. He's going to be the ultimate second secondary sort of guy or the second guy to a good player. And and now they're like, here they are. They got Hachimura back, Hachimura back, um, Thomas Bryan is back. Now they have like a ton of guys and they're trying to figure out minutes. Some of them are on minutes restrictions here still, but it's just a weird team and the defense sucks again. Three-point shooting is non-existent. Remember they signed that guy, Bertons, to uh, be their three-point shooter? I remember well, that guy. He doesn't play and when he plays, he can't hit a shot. Uh, it's a bad contract. I think he's like a $16, $17 million per year player. So I don't know what the Wizards do here. And like, there's some talk, even from Wizards fans, like, who do we trade Bill? Do you, do you yeah. like, do you like really seriously look to move him and get like a nice haul back and you have some talent on the roster and, and go from there? I think you absolutely look at it. I don't, I, I don't think Beal is a long for Washington. I know he keeps trying to make it work and he is. And he's talked about being a one team guy. But he never signed a long extension. Right. He signed a one-year extension to see what the front office would do. And and they've tried. They tr- turned Russell Westbrook into a, uh, a huge glut of players. Right. But but I, I, I see the comparison between Beal and Lillard. They've essentially gave it all they could in the t- city that they're in. They're probably in their mind looking at a second phase of their career where it ain't in that city anymore, and so I, I I see I see both teams potentially moving on, especially when they're at home and Jason Tatum as a road guy, the fellow St. Louis guy, uh, going up against Beal and the Wizards is getting MVP chance yeah. in Washington. I used to I used to hate watching games in the phone booth, watching the Wizards games at home. Then I kind of liked it earlier this season. It was buzzy for the Wizards, but it's kind of gone back the other way where the road team weird uh is getting more love than the home team the wizards man i (laughs) I don't know it was i loved watching jason tatum just destroy the wizards yesterday (laughs) like i'm very excited to talk about it at one point scalabrini says it's like he's practicing out there (laughs) and that's what it's like it was like okay here's what we need to do to get a wide open shot run a pick and roll i'll get montrez harrell on me i'll either go to the hoop no problem or just step back and hit a three right in your face and it was just time and time again the Wizards have a lot of guys, and now at this point, they're just playing too many of them. Like, you don't need to play Bertans. He could just he could just sit down. I know he's you're paying him a lot of money. Sit him down. Sit down, Neto. Like, who cares? You don't need to play three centers if they're all not that good. Uh, the Wizards, they've got a peak of the seventh seed, and that's kind of been the entire T of uh, Beal's career. So, I don't know. He's got a player option for next year. I assume that he will take that wherever he ends up. But if I'm the Wizards, I wouldn't be against trading him, even if he wants to stay around. Because him and I think Lillard as well, they want to stay around until they get their super duper max. Yeah. And then they'll say, ah, you know, now that I'm making 48 mil a year, trade trade me somewhere. I think they're sticking around to get uh, those hometown bucks, no doubt about it. So, if you want to be smart about it, it's impossible to do to say, we're throwing our team away, we're throwing this era of our franchise away. Might be the smart move. Yeah, Unseld played 11 guys in the first half in Sunday's game. And it was Bertans wasn't even one of them, which is the crazy part. So it's Beal, Gafford, Dinwiddie, KCP, and Kuzma starting. And then now, because these guys are coming back, Thomas Bryant, Rui, Montrez Harrell, Avdia, Corey Kispert, and then Neto. That's a lot of guys. And like a lot of these are solid, solid players, but they are really, they're struggling to figure out who the heck's going to get these minutes. And uh, I mean, yeah, is it a case of almost like too many guys there? I think they should move off Beal here. And I think a lot of people thought they should have done it probably prior, but you know, it's it's also difficult for these organizations when the guy says, I do want to be here. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, you are not a free agent destination, and you have a star player, an all NBA guy. He's not playing all that great this year, but that's tough to then say, oh, well. He wants to be here, but see you later. It's for the best of our organization to uh, capitalize and get like a, a nice haul back. But yeah. I really think they should. Just another loser of the weekend here, and then we'll take our first break and get to the winners. Um, I just wanted to get your take. I'm throwing it into the losers bracket here, but the Lakers split their Florida games uh, over the weekend. They beat Orlando, but they lost to Miami. But according to Mark Stein, the Lakers recently offered a 2027 first-round pick and Talon Horton Tucker and Kendrick Nunn as a package to the Pistons for Jeremy Grant. And so far, the Pistons have said, come on, that's not that's not good enough. Uh, that's There's no way we're going to be doing that. We're holding out probably for better players. Um, just what were you, what's your take on this you know, trade rumor from the uh, reputable Mark Stein? Taylor Horton Tucker, none, and then a future first-round pick. Yeah, way down the road. Right. Because uh, the Lakers don't have a lot of picks remaining. I think uh, the Pistons are doing the right thing, yeah. just waiting for a... A more uh, established piece or a more established pick. Uh, something that's a little bit higher in the draft than what the Lakers would be offering and not a billion years down the road. I mean, they have four first-round picks that they're trying to work out on the floor right now in, in, in Cade and uh, you know, Bay and Isaiah Stewart and the lefty point guard who Killian I always... Hayes. Killian Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. Killian Hayes. He's the forgettable one you of the four, and that's why I, yeah. I always forget. So why would they make that trade? Mm-hmm. Our James Edward at the Athletic has said that uh, the trade offers are not coming in, you know, all that swiftly for her uh, for Grant for Grant. They're just not coming in right now, and so that's a bad sign, I guess. Uh, so maybe they're going to have to settle for a deal like that because I think they uh, Grant and the Pistons have come to an agreement. It's probably time for me to move on, and uh, he would help. He would help a team. So the Lakers would be obviously would be very ecstatic to get him for that, for that deal well this is like all they can offer this is the hilarious part there's really Pretty nothing much. else they can offer to teams yeah. outside of a super future round first round pick in 2027 and then THT and then none <laughs> so if if uh, the Pistons are saying that's not enough for Grant you know is there something like do they try to go to, to the Kings and get that for Harrison Barnes do they go <laughs> do they maybe like even take it down a little bit more and offer something for Robert Covington to the Blazers right like they need, they need some wing help. This makes sense trying to get a Grant type guy, but if that's not going to be enough, and they don't have any more to add, really, I guess that's why this is out there, right? The Pistons are saying, "Here's the offer. Here's the baseline. Pretty easy to beat, right?" Rest <laughs> of the NBA, come yeah, on, somebody right. can do a little bit better than this. A guy in Kendrick Nunn who hasn't played at all this season and a pick that's five years down the road. That being said, Lakers twenty-seven first-round pick might be looking pretty nice. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Who, who knows, knows what the Lakers who are going to look like in true. five yeah. seasons? I mean, more than likely they will have replenished their various superstars, yeah. and maybe Anthony Davis is healthy at that point. I don't think Russell Westbrook will probably be a Laker at that point. Who knows if LeBron will? <laughs> oh, Bronny Jr. Who knows if Bronny Jr. will? I'm <laughs> right. just saying, 2027 first round pick for the Lakers yep. after they've traded all of their other picks and all of this stuff, and they've got a massive payroll. That could be an Otis Thorpe, right? Yeah. Suddenly you're picking number two and you never expected to. So I wouldn't totally sneeze at that. That being said, somebody should be able to beat this offer uh, from the Lakers. THT, he's more of a flashes kind of guy right now. Maybe he'll be great in the future, but right now we're just kind of waiting to see it consistently. And if he were as good as Jeremy Grant, the Lakers wouldn't be trying to trade him. But personally, I would like to trade for a Lakers swear jar. I kind of think we need to bring it back. This team is stupid. (laughs) Did you see some of the defense they were playing (laughs) against Jimmy Butler? He would just get the ball in an inbound and just go to the hoop. And Melo's like, hey, come on in, my friend. (laughs) It was disgusting, uh, that loss against the Heat. Yeah, that's why it's... Again, that's all they can really offer in deals. And it and they're not helped out that THT is having a brutal year. I mean, he's only 21. Mm-hmm. So there's still hope that he turns into a much better player and like the flashes that we saw before. But he's been garbage this year. Yeah, And Anthony Davis looks like he will be back very, very soon. Yeah, yeah he's working He'd out before a game. Yeah, he should help them a lot. And uh, I don't really want to see that shirt on the sideline anymore. Did you see the shirt he was wearing yesterday? No, I, I Anthony it. Davis shirt? Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, vertical <laughs> stripes? Not stripes. Uh, it's a vertical pattern. In, in, like a, I don't know. Like they're sort of like the key, like a, the Greek key, if you know what I mean, okay. in vertical stripe form with various colors. It's just... Anyway, I'm trying to find a picture of his shirt. I mean, tough. Some, sometimes tough. good, sometimes bad with AD's wardrobe, but mm. not a good one in Miami. Okay. 
Anyway. Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get to winners of the NBA weekend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Well done, guys. There you go. There Thanks you go. for chipping in there. Oh, there'll be more later. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we got to pay the bills somehow. Uh, more ads to come. Stick around. <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> um, let's get to winners of the NBA weekend. Let's do that because we, uh, you know, did this backwards this time. We started with the losers today, but let's get to the winners. Tass, I, I sort of uh, teed you up there, I guess, when I was talking about the Wizards' loss. Uh, Jason Tatum, whoo, hot. He's hot, and he's going to be an all-star this season. Lock it in. And, and I'm not – this isn't right. just recency bias. I think you're right. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, we wondered if he would be in, and I have a problem putting him in there just because of the season he's having. He's ha- not having a season that is, is worthy of him. He's just having a bad year in yeah. terms of shooting the ball. But he had 51 on Sunday, and he's doing it at the right time. So 51, 10 boards, 7 assists, a career-high 9 threes after a bad previous six. Nine threes is more than he had in the last six combined. He's had five 50-point games in the last calendar year. Thanks for that stat, Jared Vice, which leads all NBA players. And on the road, as we said in Washington, he was getting MVP chance. And the reason why I think he is going to be an all-star, despite underperforming by his standards, Mm -hmm. the Celtics are 500, and they're eighth in the East. So, uh, how 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 do coaches decide this guy who's eighth in the East deserves a spot over, let's say, a Fred Van Vliet or a Lamelo Ball or uh, there's sort of a glut of guys as yeah. well as a glut of teams. He's helped out that he's a forward, if we're being honest. That's true. A lot of these guys are like the fringe guys are like going to be one of the last two picks. Um, like you said, like a Van Vliet or, you know, Garland's looking you know better and better as chances mm. are getting yeah, better. Yeah, that's a good point. I think Tatum's helped out by being a forward. But. That's a good point. Yeah. It's it's a it's a jumbled standings mess in the Eastern yeah. Conference. So uh, right now they're, they're everybody's sort of together. And what are coaches going to do? I think coaches are going to look at guys who've been there before. So he'll probably get a, a spot over some of these guys who are trying to get there for the first time gaudy stats of course and guys that they really have to game plan for game in and game out so i think that bodes well for the celtics also if you look back to last year and i look back at the dates at this really weird uh, 2020 2021 season and when the coaches made their picks the celtics were about 500 as well they mm-hmm. put in both jays jason tatum and jalen brown now they were higher in the standings because a 500 team last year got you like fourth when they made their hmm. selections. This year they're down to eighth because it is a wild Eastern Conference. Everyone is so close together. Uh, but I, I think they're going to have to pick Jason Tim. He's just going to stand out amongst everybody who's sort of together because he's a young guy that's, again, got two all-star spots uh, in consecutive years. So I think he'll get there even not being a great season for him. And also Marcus Smart said he loves him. Uh, so, yeah, also nice. a winner of the weekend because Marcus Smart 
approached him and said, "Hey, I love you, man." So <laughs> hey. good for him. Good for good for the Celtics. Even though they lost to the Blazers on Friday, mm-hmm. they team, blew another big, big lead. That's what they do. Yeah, had to. That's a weird team, and. Uh, yeah, no. But I guess part of my bias of not picking James, Jason Tatum a couple weeks ago is that everybody had some higher standards for this team. If you you had to hold them to a higher standards of of what they were last year, which was a 500 team, a lot of guys missing action. Um, but they have not met those. But at the same time, Tatum is going to the All Star <laughs> game. Tatum, yeah. Tatum. Yeah. I, I do think you're right, especially again like. When you think about the reserves at the forward, or at least the the front court positions, like Jimmy Butler, you know he's sort of a guard forward, but he he probably will get in. Mm-hmm. I know he missed a good chunk of time, but the Heat are the number one record in the Eastern Conference. Got to count for something. And then you have like obviously Randall, who was there last year, has had a down down year. Um, Sabonis, is, he's getting his numbers, but the Pacers obviously are not even one of those teams that's like in the mix. Siakam has turned it on, you know, late. I guess over the last month has been incredible, but you know the first month wasn't all that amazing. I think Tatum would be selected over him. Middleton, you know, the Ferris wheel is sort of even stuck between you know uh, the bottom and the <laughs> yeah, top. People he, are riding other. He's totally right fine. He, I know he just had like a, a big game over the weekend too, but a little bit of a down year for him. I think Tatum would get in with him. I'm just like you go, you go through all the sort of forwards there. It's like Jared Allen. I feel pretty confident about still being one of the Cavaliers. Bigs to make it. Uh, along with Garland, Oof. but like Tatum's making over Miles Bridges, for example. Oh yeah, he just—I mean, he is, and and deservedly so, even in a down year for him when he can't shoot all. That oh, well. but did you know that Miles Bridges is now the highest left-handed scorer in Charlotte Hornets history? <laughs> yeah, wild I'll tell you, stat I did from not Eric know that. Collins last night. Wow, wow. who did he who overtake? Did he pass? Mason, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like what? Kelly Trapuca was, uh, was, <laughs> was a righty. I don't know. Stacey Ogden. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're the one that I yeah, like. no, man. Eric Collins oh, didn't man. give me that stat. Oh, come on, Collins. You could do better. This yeah. guy's ninth in the league in scoring, Jason Tatum. I think he's a lock. Yeah. I think he's the first choice uh, for the Celtics. And, man, when he's on fire, he's really fun to watch. He can score on anybody. And like I said earlier, it was it was warm-ups, basically, for Jason Tatum. He had 48 through three quarters. They just brought him back in the end. Just go shoot, man. I love it. You know, they were up by 23, I think, when Tatum returned in uh, the fourth quarter. Just tried to get him a shot every single time. He eventually <laughs> got it. He made a free throw, uh, like I think on a technical foul, maybe got to 51. Pretty easy, though. Would have liked to see him do it in three quarters. 50 yeah, and three he had quarters. 48 through three. Yeah, it yeah. looks awesome when you can do it, when you can get a 50-piece uh, before the entire game is over. But disappointing stuff from the Wizards. Great stuff from Tatum. Uh, Trey, who do you have for a winner of the NBA weekend? Uh, my second favorite thing this weekend after Jason Tatum was Joel Embiid dipping in his duffel. <laughs> Two more monster games for Embiid this weekend. 40 in a loss to the Clippers on Friday. 38 in a win against the Spurs on Sunday. That's five straight games for Embiid with 30 or more points. He had 25 in a game before that. And then prior to that 25-point game, oh, it was the McAdoo streak. Mm. Five straight games <laughs> with 31-plus. Who could forget? 30 time, uh, thirty or more points 17 times in 24 games for Joel Embiid since the start of December, since December 1st. That's kind of when he came back from his uh, COVID shutdown. He had a little bit of a, a knee problem, I believe, back then as well. He just looked completely fresh. Uh, so maybe they should sit him down for a few weeks every... <laughs> like Right? Like in yep. February? Like right around the if All-Star break? Yep. Keep him out for a little bit if, uh, if they're going to be able to tread water in the Eastern Conference because he looks so good right now. When you watch him, it's like watching every great 90s center at the same time. When he's pulling the ball off the rim, going coast to coast for a dunk, that's Shaq right there. He also had a few dunks against the Spurs that were really Shaq-like. He had the one where he did a chin up on the rim, and I think he dunked it when his head was above the rim. Shaq-like dunked that one with his legs up as well. Yeah. Had the one with Jock Landale where he kind of jabbed him to the inside, put a shoulder into him, one-hand dunk. A minor shimmy from Joel Embiid. <laughs> they called it a shimmy. They put it up on House of Highlights. It's more, it's more like a... Like a shrug, like a flare shrug. Like he didn't go full on leg shimmy. It was just shoulders moving back and forth because he's like, this is a close game against a team we should be destroying. Right. So I got to keep it cool. It's hard to define a shimmy. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like when you give it a half, we've been there before. It's like, what's what's half a shimmy, you know? What's half a shimmy? No such thing. It's like being pregnant. You can either shimmy or not shimmy. <laughs> that was not a shimmy. Uh, the trash talk, that's obviously Shaq as well. 
but he's got the pick and pop 15 footer which I think has become super reliable right now that's Patrick Ewing to me mm-hmm. he's got this dribble drive game off the left wing Hakeem Olajuwon he had this pass against the Spurs where he whipped it around uh, a couple of defenders around his own left shoulder that was Sabonis and he's hitting these trailer threes like Dirk Nowitzki I would love to break down all of his moves in a video but I want even more I want people to send us in even more Joel Embiid moves that remind them of mm. other players from way back when. So if you see him, drop him in the comments because it's he's just you don't think of a player of a big man having a bag like he does. But he's got a big old duffel yep. and it's full because it's been on complete display since he came back uh earlier this season. Unfortunately for the Sixers, it's like they only won one of these two games. Right. He's going to put up monster numbers every single night. It's just a matter of are they're getting enough help on the other side as well. It was a weird weekend for trying to find winners yep. because there was a lot of like a lot of teams that felt like had a either only played one game and you're like, okay. Or if they played two, there was a lot of like splits. You're like, oh, that's a nice dominant win, like in Bede's case. And then it was like, oh, then they lost the other one. It always becomes a little difficult, but sure. not mine, not mine. Actually, one more thing about Embiid. I just checked while you were talking there, Trey. He's up to third in the MVP race, according to basketball reference. The tracker. Jokic number one. Pretty clear number one, actually, right now. Giannis two, and then Embiid is there. And he's been helped out with Kevin Durant not playing, Steph Curry struggling, we're going to get to him in a second. Um, so, and, and him just being dominant. Yep. And, uh, you know, obviously, he is, he is sitting down at the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, is uh, well, he's in command of at least one of the dishes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You make your order, Joel. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he would like to order one of his teammates back. I'm sure he'd love to have Ben Simmons back <laughs> to to be able to take that February March break because mm-hmm. it's it's a lot to ask for any player to carry a team, but also Embiid, who's we know kind of runs out of gas at the end of seasons. It would be nice for Ben to have a three week run like he's had in the past without Embiid. It's also unfortunate, according to this report from Sam Amick and Sham Sharanya this morning, that Daryl Morey is willing to sit out Ben Simmons for this season because he has hopes that he can get James Harden in the offseason in exchange for Ben Simmons. I know we're tired of talking about the Ben Simmons deal. (laughs) Yeah, get the real swear jar out. (laughs) uh, But but Morey, you know, putting a name on, according to reports, uh, that James Harden could be the guy coming back. That's something. Uh, I, I that's I, I don't know if it's just a a report out there to try and instigate some trade offers right, from, right. from saying other hey GMs. we might we're gonna just wait and trade him for James Harden you may want to increase your offer seventeen really days want. only seventeen days till this wow. trade deadline we will be waiting here ready to make a video at <laughs> any point can't wait. There's gonna be a trade or two or three or four. There's gonna be some trades even if it's Ben <laughs> even if it's not Ben. There's going to be a lot of trades. All right. Lock it. That's what I want to hear. Uh, One of the teams that did win two games over the weekend is, uh, you know, my winner of the weekend, um, the Warriors. Two wild wins, though. Really strange wins. So on Friday night, Steph Curry nailed a game-winning 20-footer from the top of the key as time expired, as the clock went to the zeros, uh, as the Warriors beat the Rockets 105-103. Now, you know, great shot. Interesting that it was his first buzzer beater beater um of his, his career, career yeah. like his w- first walk-off shot apparently since high school um he hadn't done that i guess he never did that in davidson either um though he has a bunch of like big shots of course made in like the final five seconds like to, to win games but first one as it uh, as the the time expired so that was pretty crazy and then sunday night i don't know if you guys saw this the warriors held on despite an 11 point fourth quarter to beat the Jazz, who only scored 17 of their own in the final period. It was a dog fight. And Bogdanovich had a pretty good look at a three to win the game. It sort of bounced in and out. And then Royce O'Neal, Royce O'Neal tipped it. And that thing like sort of somehow didn't drop. So the Jazz had two chances to either win or tie the game. And uh, instead the Warriors escaped with both uh, victories. And all of this is happening. You know, Curry's game winner. And then just pulling out this one out of their ass against the Jazz with Curry not being able to hit a shot. He is 35 for 117 from three-point range in the month of January. That's like 29%. He sucks now. It is insane. (laughs) Can't shoot. And it brings me to a trivia question because I saw NBA Bo, who does the highlights uh, for uh, NBA, the top tens, does also uh, NBL highlights for Australia there. Um, Curry has dropped (laughs) to 10th. On the NBA's all-time leaders in three-point field goal percentage. He's dropped all the way down to 10th. So so Corver actually now is ahead of him. 
on the all-time three-pointer percentage shots. <laughs> so, can you guys name the other eight guys on that list? And I think you can. I could, uh, this isn't too difficult. Seth. Curry. Seth Curry is third right nice. now. Very nice. Classic. 44% Classic. career uh, three-point shooter. Is Mark Price up there? Mark Price is uh, not that high. No, no. Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr, number one, 45.4% from three. May have dropped down this season. How about Duncan Robinson? Uh, I believe he has dropped down. He's like 38.5% this year. Okay, that hurts in a short career. Short career. Let's get to more Steve's. Steve, (laughs) let's go big name first. Is Nash up there? Nash is just below Curry. He's 11th. Oh, what about Novak? (laughs) <laughs> Steve Novak, eighth, forty-three percent career three-point shooter. Very nice. Okay, so Corver's nine. So you guys got a couple more. You got two, four, five, six, and seven. And these are, I mean, one current player, but we've barely talked about this guy. This Buddy season. Healed? No, no, no he's no. Uh, he's just the numbers. This man. guy's been Joe. In, Joe Harris Joe. is fourth. He's been hurt. Yeah. And uh, okay, so now some just. I mean, it's, uh, it's unfortunate I'm asking this trivia question without Lee Ellis here. Just some beautiful shooters of the basketball. Some beautiful shooters. One, one rest in peace, Lee was wearing his shirt the other Draws day. Drazen Petrovic. Uh, yep, fifth, nice. fifth all time. How about, I know it's not Five Star Friday, but how about Jason Capono? Sixth. <laughs> you guys <laughs> got two counter. more guys. Um, one is on television all the time. Dennis Scott? No, no. Different network. Fire. It's usually breaking. Tim Legler. Tim Legler. Legs. Legs, seventh. And you're missing second place uh, all time. 44%. JJ Reddick. No. Did we pull this guy's card recently in a pop and packs? I, I want to say we did. It's not Dale. He's no, not that high. No. You know, um, maybe it, I can't remember. Did it come up when you guys were talking to Chris Herring? When did he play for them? Uh, That's a hint. Uh, uh, Hubert Davis. Hubert Davis. Hubert. There it is. Yeah, Second. we picked him in a pop. We picked Hubert in a pop and packs a couple weeks there ago. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Okay, so just to give that to you, uh, Steve Kerr, first overall three-point field goal percentage, 45.4%. Then it's Hubert Davis, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Drazen Petrovic, Jason Capono, Tim Legler, Steve Novak, Kyle Korver, and then Curry. Dropped the 10th. But this is really weird. <laughs> yeah, he's and, off, man. And he has been off. You know, he had the game winner, which is ironic. That wasn't a 3-2. Um, but... Not shooting well, like, in crunch time. Not shooting well at all. Like, another, like, what was he, one for 13, I think, against yep. the Jazz there on Sunday? I blame Clay. It's weird. I think it's Clay's fault. <coughs> I, I think they have, been, they have been trying to work out work in Clay yeah, but- at all points. Whenever Clay's on the floor, and that's to start games, obviously. And so it's taking Steph out of his flow. You know, it's not, it's not Clay's fault, but it's Clay's fault. While we're talking about top tens, another mini winner of the weekend to uh, Dwight Howard. Dickity Dwight. He passed Nate Thurman for 10th place on the league's all-time uh, rebounding list. It's like, it's sort of crazy this guy wasn't voted to the top 75, though. It really is. I know we were upset at the time, but it is wild. He has five rebounding titles, eight all-star honors, eight all-NBA selections, five all-defensive nods, three defensive player of the year awards, and two block titles. And he's got a chip. You know, it came late in his career and all that. That's That was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. That's a bad one. I know, like a lot of the attention was on Clay not getting on, and sure, I'm I'm bumping off some of those old farts for sure. But who are you uh, bumping? Who are you bumping? Uh, Al Greer, it's Greer, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anthony Davis, you bumping Anthony Davis for Dwight? <sighs> you might be. I think you. You might be. Yeah, you might be. Yep. You might be. Yes, you would. <laughs> In terms of his career accomplishments, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And he's gonna pass Kevin Garnett. Yeah, probably. Soon. Uh, yeah, it's like 190. So maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. I just want to see if Kevin Garnett has a comment about that, <laughs> uh, about Dwight passing him. Kevin Garnett, part of the tweet of the night a little later Ooh, on. Yeah. So stay tuned for okay. the ads. Okay. Probably want to stay tuned for the ads <laughs> yeah. coming up. Although yeah. it'll be a lot quicker than the ones previously. Yeah, hopefully. And then uh, tweet of the night with KG. Um, any other winners you guys want to throw in here? No. Football or not? No. Um, I'll give a quick winner of the weekend to San Francisco 49ers kicker Robbie Gold <laughs> for eliminating the Packers. Ah. <laughs> Former Bear, Dwayne. <laughs> I haven't heard a text from you yet. Ooh, your father-in-law. Staying quiet, is he? <laughs> oh, sure. He was happy to send me a picture of a floorboard he tore up that said, Go Pack, underneath the carpet. <laughs> But that was Friday. Haven't heard since. <laughs> Robbie, good as gold. That leg's looking nice. Uh, in the snow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. the, the flakes, man. Yeah. 
Watch the flakes. Right. <laughs> Them's the stakes. <laughs> Let's hear from everybody out there. Uh, can't get to all of your teams or all of the players, um, so I'm sure we forgot. One that you wish we talked about, let us know. Winners or losers of the NBA weekend. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Back with No Dunks here on a Monday. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night centers around Kevin Garnett. And if you remember Kevin Garnett, he verbally wanted to be an owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. He put it out there verbally. Now, Glenn Taylor of the Minnesota Timberwolves, when he was putting this thing on the market, he said, hey, there is no offer from Kevin Garnett. It has not happened. So there was a bit of a war of words there, and those two have never saw eye to eye. The Timberwolves ended up being sold to Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie. And so those two have made a bit of a bit of a rumor out here it's it's it's, a, it's not an announcement quite yet mm. uh but the tweet that goes to jace frederick which is uh, based on a juicy note from twin cities writer charlie walters walters writes there's buzz now that proposed timberwolves owners alex rodriguez and mark laurie <clears throat> excuse me want ex-wolves star kevin garnett to join the pair for a hundred million dollar investment and for his player input if that happens a garnett statue outside target center would be erected as well as retirement of his number 21 jersey. This is a big deal if it does happen because Minnesota and Kevin Garnett are synonymous with one another, but at the same time, because Kevin Garnett never saw eye to eye with Glenn Taylor, there there was a huge rift. Garnett just wasn't a part of the franchise anymore. So if they can bring him back in, first, we'll take your 100 mil. (laughs) We'll accept that. But he's always wanted to be a part of the organization, be a part of the ownership. So that could happen. Retirement of the jersey, which inexplicably still hasn't happened, will happen. And then uh, a statue as well. Now, um, again, this is a rumor, but... Uh, this is Twin Cities writer Charlie Walters, who knows his Minnesota stuff. So I would I would expect something like this to happen. I think Alex Rodriguez and Mark Laurie have uh, they've got a they've got their fingers on the pulse of what fans want, and so I think this is something that could happen, and that would be great for KG uh, because he wants this to happen so badly, so badly. He kept saying that he wants to buy this team, and uh, he he would he would love for this to happen. I I think. Why don't they just do the jersey retirement and the statue first? Mm, and then know. get the $100 million from Kevin Garnett. Say, hey, man, we're making a commitment to you. You're the greatest player in franchise history. We want everybody to know that your name and your jersey is up there and your body is outside. Yes, we will also accept your $100 million. <laughs> and you being around the franchise, you being welcomed back in, in good graces. But the order of operations seems a little backwards to me. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I think... He may want the hun- he may want to give them a hundred million dollars first, <laughs> which sounds crazy. But I think that may be more important to him that he has a stake in this franchise. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, it's all been rumors for years with uh, KG and how that's hasn't panned out very well. But he wants it to happen so Definitely, bad. Yeah, yeah. He put be it on Instagram. Yeah. Yes, he's put it when when it didn't happen with Glenn Taylor and it ended up going to A Rod and Mark Laurie. A-Rod, big Packers fan this weekend, by the way. So I was there. He was there with a Green Bay hat on. What's up with that? I bet he's buds with Aaron Rodgers. 
I don't know for sure, but I would guess so. <laughs> I think you're right. Seems like they're buddies. <laughs> I think you're accurate. Uh, Give him the hat. <laughs> uh, free hat for you. And uh, free $100 million coming his way, I think. I think that's going to happen. Didn't the Wolves also, I think we talked about it on the show, had that recent hire, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the name right From now. From Clutch Sports? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yep. To like the idea of like to like sort of turn around how other players think of this organization. So this all makes sense that they like, you know, this these reports and rumors uh, would come on the heels of that. Marquise Watts That's is, is coming Thank in you. there to, uh, yeah, to help, yeah, build, rebuild what people think of the Timberwolves. Specifically players. Yes. For sure, because I remember in that report it was like, they get drafted by Minnesota, maybe they play there, then they leave, and then they go to the other teams like, oh. Hey. This is how an organization hey. is running. This is what we're actually doing out here. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to see all of this happen for KG to, to be a part of ownership. And then, of course, for him to have a statue and, and a, at the very least, a jersey retired. We didn't get to see the Charles Barkley statue in Leeds, Alabama when we were just there at Bucky's. <laughs> we should have stopped by. And we should have blew saw- that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Well, we'll, we're going, we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back, for sure. <laughs> to Bucky's, for sure. For sure. Uh, okay, pick results from Friday night. It was the Heat-Hawks game. Atlanta was favored by one and a half, and they won by two. The Hawks are back, baby. The Hawks, yeah. We could have included them as a winner of the no weekend. No doubt. Yeah, they got a little win streak going here. Uh, and Tass. Woo, another close one that Tass pulls out. Um, you were the only one to have Atlanta to cover, and of course they just did. You're six and eight. Trey's six and eight. Lee falls to five and nine, and I'm uh, I'm leading everybody right now. But I'm only two games up. I'm eight and six. So uh, it's it's anybody's pick 'em to lose. There's enough time in January for me to blow this. I could have a meltdown. I'm sure. Seems like a really long month, and maybe that's why <laughs> nobody wants to say Happy New Year now. It seems like. 2022's been going around, going on for a while. <laughs> it's been back yeah. for a while. We haven't even hit the Royal Rumble yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because uh, we were back recording on January 2nd, you know? Yeah. That seems early. Sometimes to me. it feels like, like a fourth or fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so we've got these uh, between eight and six and five and nine. So, yes, I agree. Anyone's game. Yep. Tonight's a tough one. It's only a four game night in the association. The Cavs are at home to the Knicks. And if you were to see this line of seven and a half point favorites for the Cleveland Cavaliers before the season started, you would think that's crazy. crazy. The Cavs are seven crazy. and a half point favorites. Cleveland doing it night in and night out. Uh, three of us are on those Cavs. Skeet's the only one taking the Knicks. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna blow this month, aren't I? I'm gonna be the actually. You know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna be the Rams. I'm gonna have this big lead. I'm gonna give it all back. But then I'm going to somehow pull it out right now. Go indeed. You watch. You watch. I'll be Stafford. tied with you guys in a couple nights, and then I'll uh, I'll pull it out. But, yeah, I'll take the Knicks. The line's big. That's a big line. The big li- line's big. It's a big chunk. That's a and huge the Knicks, line. the Knicks, uh, they actually play okay, I think, in back-to-back situations. It's uh, one of those weird things. Uh, you know, Cam Reddish is now playing for them. I just think they'll keep it close enough. Mm-hmm. Despite the Cavs, man, they're a great team. They're a great team. They could easily blow them out, but we'll... I will hope for a game that's uh, seven points or closer there, even if the Knicks lose. Okay, um, I'm changing gears here. This this comment here is it's stuck in my craw. Uh, just a question about Kevin Garnett. Still with the in the stream team asking statue jersey. Did he get out of the first round? Oh boy. Oh yeah, he did. Oh yeah, he made a conference final in '04. They were on the verge of getting there. Sam Cassell doesn't get hurt. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they make the finals. Anyways, teams can retire whoever they want. They can give a statue to whoever they want. <laughs> and KG deserves it. Who's it like who's the least deserving of a statue? <laughs> that That's, would get one or Yeah, like, no, that has one. I'm just like Oh. Like that statue. That's you gotta be real good for a franchise to get a statue. Yeah. I don't know. We'd have to do know. a deep dive on that. Let, it, let us know in the stream team. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> trying to think of any bad statues. I'm yeah. Like, I, I, I'm like, Kareem? <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Magic like, Johnson, pretty good. Like, oh, Chick Hearn? What did, he ever, <laughs> what did he ever do? He didn't they score a single point <laughs> no, in the NBA. He's definitely deserving. <laughs> yeah, a statue, that's... Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, of course. Like, Dominique Wilkins. I mean, he didn't win anything. Of course he deserves a statue for the Hawks. Kevin Garnett right there. Yeah. Number 21 as well. Great number. Great number. I love Much them. retired that. Uh, <laughs> we should make a statue of your uh, laptop. I know you're going to be retiring it not too long. You did take off the 21 sticker, unfortunately. I did? Well, didn't it used to be like right in the middle of uh, where Biggie is? It used to um, be on. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> look, look, look at these stickers here. Shout out to Yeti. <laughs> Shout out to, the Yeti. to Buff. 
that makes survivor buffs. Mm, definitely shout out to them. Dunktown, what's up, Dunk Comp? What what is the 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 Well, T-H-E? it was it did say the athletic, but the athletic started falling off. Oh. So then I just turned into the Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this old bat, this old computer holding on. Seeing some things. It's gonna go any day now. Like if I if I take the like you know the power cord off. Uh huh. Oh, I'm down to one percent. <laughs> it's like a no. battery sh- battery shot. No, I'm kidding a little bit, but it uh, goes quick. That's an old computer. That's that's what... a very old computer. Mm-hmm. I take Send care of my some computer. Days. I take care of my computer. <laughs> <laughs> that's another Rick Ross line. I take care of my computer. Guys, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us here on Monday. <laughs> Email in your NBA questions to no dunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at no dunks inc. That's inc. Grab yourself an athletic. I can never say this. <laughs> Do you notice I struggle with it almost every day? I don't think so. Uh, eight an times out of ten. Subs- grab yourself an athletic subscription. I just find, I think it's because I'm rushing near the end and mm-hmm. then I'm trying to say it too fast. <laughs> Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Maybe it should just be get an athletic subscription. Yeah. Shorten it? I don't know. No, I think it's just the athletic. Get athletic. I struggle to say subscription. that. Uh, here's the other part. Mouth gets a little dry mm. by the end of the show, mm. too. Coffee's all gone. Mm. Mm. Coffee's all <laughs> gone. <laughs> Athletic subscription. See, I'm still struggling. Uh, appreciate you guys script. joining us, though. In script the is what's getting you. I think. Athletic script. subscription. Subscript. Theathletic.com slash. Too many no plosives. Uh, that's what my sister told me. A word that has a. P- that's a plosive, right? Yeah. Script. I do struggle with that. Athletic subscription. <laughs> athletic <laughs> subscription. Now it's easy. Not an ad. Not an ad. Terms apply. Kind of bad. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, maybe do a little beach stepping. So get those questions in. No dunks at theathletic.com. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and Remember, that sounds like a Rick Ross line. Morning not good, coffee all gone, subscription not renewed. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? That wasn't what am I gonna do? Anyway, cool. (laughs) What an ending. Face the day people.